There we go. I think I'm recording somewhere. Recording now. Sweet. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to the first podcast of Fuck Perfect, the idea um, where you just just need to start and making focus on making progress in your health and mindset. And today we have the incredible uh, Tanner Stone. Thanks for uh, being on my first podcast, Tanner. Uh, you're going to call me like the Incredible Hulk. And I was like, Arr. Yeah. Like, I've gained some weight, but, like, not Hulk status. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh, um, yeah, glad to be on. Thanks. Um, now, obviously, no, not many people know who either of us are, but if you want to share your story uh, and maybe how you got to where you are today, condensed version of it, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I started out as a personal trainer. Uh, at 24 hour fitness and I think I was there for about three months until I realized two three hundred dollar paychecks wasn't just gonna cut it right and uh, became an independent trainer at a family fitness center and then became their wellness director and just um, that's where I met a business partner and we opened up our own gym in Sandy he had one in uh, Sugar House it was and we started Square One Fitness, and um, we ended up having about six locations within uh, about three years. And I, I had a coach at a time, and I decided to become a coach uh, while I had my gyms. And mm-hmm. it, it's just hard to, like you've heard the saying, it's hard to serve two masters. And so I was like, all right, uh, you know, it was kind of a real grind. Uh, to build the gym up. And so uh, by the time I got the the wheels on the bus, I just hated it so much. I was like, I'm done with this and I'm going to start coaching now and became a coach. Oh, shit. I can't say that word. We're just going to like that out. Uh, uh, A guy that uh, is really big and tall. uh, So I started coaching for his company. Uh, and been doing that for quite some time and actually created my own business called Husband and CEO and been coaching businesses ever since. Nice. What's your take uh, on just perspective and limiting beliefs before we get into the kind of fuck perfect stuff? Uh, hmm, that's an interesting question. So I think that there's two ways to go about it. I think there's limiting beliefs that actually limit us. And then I think there's people that are afraid to make the next step. And so they look inward to look for what's broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, and there's nothing broken. And that's why you can get into a huge rabbit hole. And so uh, talking about what's forward and what comes up, it's kind of like the, I want this, but whatever that next after that, but I believe that's the limiting belief and that's what you need to work on. So, um, that's, that's, I think the more important limiting belief to work on to push through. Did that answer your question? <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 your take, so it's, it's fine. I know, uh, you know, when, you know, when I, when I even work with people, I'll do that, that yeah, but exercise, right. Where right. You write the, the goal or the, the want on one side and the but and the reason on the other. Right. Either choose, choose the goal or choose the, the reason. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, you know, limiting 
when you're talking about limiting beliefs, I was just thinking about how, you know, a lot of people just won't, just won't take the next step, right? Because they're just, they're too afraid. What do you think? Is it a fear or is it something else? Is it, is it always fear? Uh, yeah. I mean, in fear is what they feel. I think pain is what they think will happen. Uh, and, and by going, making that step, they're going to experience pain and that's what they fear. So it's just to, sometimes just people need somebody to, to be right there with them when they make the decision and push them through. And that's all they need. Um, but we get caught up in the circle of like, no, this must be like this deep seated thing. And it's just, it's just hard to see people think they're broken and they're not. And, and things are scary and there's no way to make them less scary. You just have to push through. And, and uh, to tag on what you're saying, and my personal experience of when you talk about being broken and how I even come across even meeting you. Yeah. Uh, I started, you know, thinking like, okay, I, I felt like something was wrong with me and I wanted to be the best dad for my kids. So the, the easiest or the hardest thing is make the first step, but the, the most local thing that was obvious was, okay, go see a therapist because uh, and, and fix something, like fix me, what I got to do. And I start just kind of sharing these stories of the past. And you talk about how like you're focusing on what's wrong from the past. And after about a year and a half and, and not, not really dissing therapy, uh, it's, very, it's a very helpful tool. But for my current, my, my specific reason and situation, I end up looking through this notebook of like, I am having, I have more, I only went in with one or two things to talk about. And now I have all this stuff, all this new stuff. I didn't realize it was down there. And I'm like this, I didn't feel better. And so I felt like, I mean, it just didn't seem like it was working for me. And then I was like, okay, somehow got into, you know, I went to UPW. And when you, when I first heard life, happens for us not to us it took me a few months to make that connection like oh my my experience in therapy was like i'm just talking about how life was happening to me and not focusing on what i want and just going for it right like, and and that's how if anyone out there is, want, is curious how i met tanner is i he, he became my coach um and has worked on going forward. And a lot of times it could have been like, you know, one step back, two step forward at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had that initial thought myself of feeling broken, feeling like it's something I got to fix versus on where do I want to go? What do I want to do? You know, right. and, and it, it makes, and it gives so much significance to our problems. Yeah. Right. And uh, that, that's the biggest addiction we have is our problems is, a lot of times our problems are easier to have than the new or the unknown. Yeah. And so wrapping back into the like fuck perfect, is there a place in your, in your mindset that you can share where you used to focus on perfection, maybe even not even being aware, aware of it at the time and how that changed when you dropped the perfection part of it? Yeah. You know, uh, in, in my gyms, it, it just felt like to me, and I created my own story, but it just felt like to me, when I became a personal trainer, you're supposed to know everything about fitness. People are like, yeah, my 
calf is twitching. And so how do I fix that? And <laughs> I felt like if I didn't have the answer as a new trainer, then people would not want to train with me. And so I had to have all the answers and know all the research. And I just was like, if I become the know-it-all trainer, and then people are like, everybody's going to want to train with me. Um, and that just cultivated a mindset of, I can't be vulnerable. I, and when you can't be vulnerable and say, I don't know this thing, then you never learn. And that's kind of the, the hardest thing when people show up of like not being vulnerable of like, yeah, I, I know all these things. I can get to the next level. It just keeps, it kept me from learning and actually asking questions. And I was able to find a community where I could be like, Hey, like the, the first business I had was kind of a shit show and I don't know what I did wrong. Uh, and yeah, I felt like Rocky, like I made it out alive, but I was so beat up and I was just like, Adrian. Uh, so it was, it was successful, but it, I was just beat up. And I met this community that uh, showed me that, um, you know, our psychology and stuff is really important, but when you're playing in business, you have to have business strategy and you can feel good all you want about losing money, but it's better to have the right strategy uh, and, and feel uh, because it's scary uh, to, to make some moves in business. But yeah, I, I felt like I was trying to be a perfect business owner, so I couldn't ask for help. I, I was trying to be a person, a perfect trainer so I can get more clients and it was just all bullshit, all bullshit. It's like, it's almost like this contradiction, this conflict of like, you need to be perfect, but you can't ask for help to get better, to be closer to perfect, because you, ha you have to be perfect like right now. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then it only creates more, you know, that self-judgment and pain and like frustration and um, almost, almost like it's a great topic to talk about. It, almost like it brings out this fakeness in people, right, where you're projecting this, this illusion, like this, Hey, look, I'm perfect on the outside. And you look at social media, everyone's like taking selfies with, you know, cars they rent or, or, or whatever the situation Houses they rent. Yeah. I was just listening to uh, a Gary V podcast and he was talking about how uh, the people are against social media, but he's like, actually social media has got more people out of their houses because they're seeking these selfies in special places, you know? Like, right. <laughs> um, but it's like the idea of you're projecting this perfect life. And so I think this is fascinating from a, a mindset kind of pers perspective and psychological perspective where you have people, there used to be magazine covers. They used to like, we used to like idolize these, these magazine covers. Then when people started to realize, oh, they're Photoshopped, oh, they're, they're airbrushed or whatever the, the thing is, and you know, they're not real. Then all of a sudden social media celebrities kind of, like threw a wrench in that, which is awesome. But it's like the, the idea of like, now you're comparing yourself to these social media celebrities and you have friends who are trying to do the same thing. So you think your friend posts the perfect picture when your house is always clean or your kids are always behaving or, right. or whatever that is. <laughs> and they're presenting this perfect life. And then they're almost in pain because when they look at their own pictures, they know it's not even real. Right. Yeah, uh, and I and I don't know who I heard this from, but it's like uh, the people that post the most on social media about how great their marriage is typically have like the worst marriages. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, it, it's just crazy the 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 walls we put up to look perfect and and how it just hurts us in all aspects of life. Um, speaking of all aspects, how about like in your health? Like, is, was there an area you tried to be perfect? Whether it's like macros or certain type of eating or or not related to nutrition at all was there an area where if you stopped trying to hit that perfect number did it get did you actually get more progress oh how can i answer that uh i I mean there's two examples there um you know in my eating and when i was a personal trainer i wouldn't eat any shit food in front of people but then that made me super hungry so when i was in my car all alone and i was like stopping by fast food like i go to like a restaurant and eat alone and eat just crap food there or i would like go to mcdonald's and like eat in my car but i was like trying to like have this persona in, in the gym the fitness industry that like yeah fat, fast food's bad and uh uh that perfection thing i just was like eating crap food behind the scenes. Um, and then the perfect, like my number that I always wanted to hit was like the thousand pound club, uh, where your bench press, your squat, your deadlift, uh, those lifts add up to a thousand pounds or more. And I was chasing that number for a good year. And now is that the, all the weight combined, or are you talking about the reps of that weight combined? All the weight combined. Okay. So, okay. It was like a 300 bench, uh, 400 squat, no, uh, 200 bench, 300 squat, and 500 uh, deadlift. It was kind of like my goal is what I was shooting for. And uh, I was working towards it, and I just uh, killed my back, my lower back. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a it was a tough go at things. Yeah. The- the, the one thing the one thing to not say fuck perfect to is probably form right <laughs> yes do not good form is always good like <laughs> yeah no matter how tired you are like get get that form yeah i'll i'll even myself i'm like i'm gonna check take my ego out lower the weight and make sure the form stays you know i have the same i have the same or used to have the same thing uh this like almost i hate the word anxiety it's so buzzy but like I used to have this sort of fear this, of, of projecting perfection. If I went to the uh, the grocery store and like, even though like no one knows who the fuck I am, like, but they can't see someone that's supposed to be this fitness coach walk around like with uh, some Reese cups, you know, like I can't buy them. Right. Uh, it's like, it's like the old fear of guys not wanting to buy tampons for their, for their, for their wives. You know? <laughs> it's like, right. I don't know. That's not for me. You know, Manly people don't pick this up. So I would even elaborate. Like I make sure I buy some like kid snacks that are like supermarketed for kids. When I would buy the Reese cup to sort of hide, like oh that's probably why he's buying it. You know, like like the cashier even fucking cares. You know, uh, right. and, and I have this 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 limiting belief, and, and like, I had to be perfect all the time. And then I was like you said, eating eating this junk behind closed doors. Uh, not wanting to project like, Hey, I'm, I'm not perfect. Yeah. And it's like the people will, will have a nutrition plan. Right. And they'll, they'll just like you have in January resolutioners, they're doing this like 
insanely quote perfect but it's actually perfection is pain like we, we both know and like they think their diet's perfect but they're only getting pain out of it right and so after two weeks if that they, if they fall off the wagon they don't think oh let me get back on let me just keep going like i've already fucked it up i didn't maintain a perfect streak a perfect record and then they, they wait till next year to start again but if they were to be more honest with themselves more real um even having that the expectation right 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 i'm like perfect calories perfect nutrition whatever this is being like i'm just gonna work for better right then it's like whoa fucking game changer hey i ate a bunch of garbage on friday night hey but i did five days of good eating already i'm just gonna start doing it again and that's better than before right yep um can you talk about that bike <laughs> in the background there yeah and my white girl bike yeah the 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 i know you said you haven't seen the ad yet but just the the social media backlash about that in relation to to fuck perfect um i think it's people have this idea of what you know fitness is meant for whether it's weight loss and 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 people were putting their judgment on this ad this girl who's like oh you already look perfect why do you need to exercise right right and so hurt (laughs) yeah come Uh, on yeah to make to maintain the health right and so you know, whether it's a combination of social, mostly it's, I'd say social media, but also like this kind of outrage culture we have now where we're throwing our judgments out, waiting for some company or some person to fuck up. We negate their entire, all of the good that they brought. We negate like, oh, this Peloton and bike, this is a fantastic device. Da, 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 da. We're just going to go, oh, fuck it all. Like you made one slip up because you weren't perfect. Yeah. Right. What's your what's your take on that on the on the bike situation? Uh, you know, like Tay Tay says, haters gonna hate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing is, I think uh, a couple of years ago, one like after I sold uh, the gym, I, I I realized that there was a big difference between health and fitness, and I didn't really understand that before. Mm-hmm. And like fitness, we're talking about body composition we're talking about performance goals like that's fitness health is its own animal it's energy it's stamina it's it's uh uh blood marker levels and so uh you know people need to exercise not just for fitness but also for health and we just and and, you know it's it's media it's it's um I don't want to say this word, but ignorant sometimes of like, we don't know what we don't know. And if you think that, uh, working out is only for, for those body composition changes, then you're just a little bit naive and and there's more to learn. And that's a great thing. Um, but yeah, they just, we, we got to stop judgment of, of like, cause I bought this for Morgan, uh, my wife. And, and it's not that I was just like, Hey, you know, it's time. It was, she was like, I really want this. Like, this is something that, 
I, I, I love cycling and she's loved cycling for years. And, uh, I ended up getting it for her and she's like, you need to get some shoes too. So you could do it with me. And I was like, all right. Um, but what's really kind of cool about that is we see that kind of stuff happening with Peloton, but what really kind of may give me hope and, and actually helped me kind of break through some fears of my own was Elon Musk and him doing the Cybertruck thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw this or heard about it. Oh, the shatter. Yeah, it's like, you know, we look at Elon Musk as this wizard of like, oh, he's just so brilliant. And then he's like, yeah, throw a rock at the window. And he throws the rock at the window and it shatters. That's bad enough. He's like, oh, we'll try the other window. And then that one shatters. So it happened twice to him on stage. And that's freaking awesome because nobody cares. Like it was maybe funny for a second and then nobody cares. It's in... So it, it's just cool to see that, uh, you know, people forget, right? Like they, they forget. Yeah. They, it's it's not a big deal. And it's, it's interesting you talk about that too, because I think with, you know, with, you know, Apple keynotes are probably one of the, the famous, the keynotes people try to emulate with what they, what they're presenting the new stuff. They never oh, say yeah. things perfect. They have other things like beautiful and da, 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 da right. Um, yeah. And interestingly enough, when I think when you stop seeking perfection, whether it's fitness or, or any area that you're really trying to work on, that when you stop seeking perfection, you're not having the pain, you almost automatically go to a place of gratitude. And then you become happy. Like, I don't want to say you become happy, but you're almost choosing happiness over perfection, right? Right. If you're constantly seeking perfection, you're just throwing, you're throwing out the option for you to be happy in that area. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is um, sometimes I feel like the English language is limiting to our experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh. like there's, so we say love in, in the English language. And we think love is this static emotion. You either have it or you don't. But love is a fluid concept of you love your kids in a different way you love your wife. And you love your wife very differently now, now that she's the mother of your kids, than yeah. you loved her when you first started dating. And so just saying love, I think, limits our experience. And perfect is another word. Um, I, was, I was sitting in a hotel with a, with a couple friends, and we just got done uh, with a retreat and stuff. And, uh, we were getting ready for the next day and we were talking about perfect. And, uh, Alicia, she was saying, um, you know, perfect, what it means. And I'm trying to think if it was Hebrew or something, it means whole and complete. And if we look at perfect as not like, not flawed, but as whole and complete, and we don't search for perfect, but realize we are whole and complete as it is, I think that could give a different definition of, of what we're after. Sure, sure. So, to so, you totally, so you totally fucked the idea of the podcast already on episode one. Yeah! <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. No, I get what you mean. It's like, it's just, it's the meaning that we give the word. It's not the word itself. It's just... Like, like, um, 
that tall motivational guy that we talked about earlier, like he, he made an example about holding a door open for someone that could be considered as kind if that's the meaning you associate with it. And it could also be considered as rude because you think, Oh, I can hold, I can get the door myself. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I guess, you know, you're right. It's, it's the, the more commonly used version of perfect uh, is just seeking to, to be, uh, to think that, I guess the, the, the notion of fuck perfect is, is fuck not feeling uh, perfect already. You know, it's like the idea of like, you think perfect is outside of you, like you're chasing your happiness. Like I know that when, you know, like growing up with seeing my mom, well, before she passed away, it's like her happiness was always external to her. So right. she was always chasing it, thinking if I just get this, if I just get this, if I, and, and it's if you feel that whole complete perfectness already within yourself, which is the whole goal of what, what I try to do with my clients too, is like, hey, you are fine. Like you talked about before, you are not broken to begin right. with, right? Right. When you can grasp that perspective, when you understand that perspective and you believe it, it's like you just see the world from a whole, like there's that one, just at least one degree difference. Like, whoa, this is what the world looks like now. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So like, well, as we kind of close up, what would be like, what, so what are you working on now, Tanner? What are you working on now? I'm working on my business, husband and CEO. Yep. So as I was working through my business, um, uh, me and Morgan, uh, we almost separated, uh, because I was being a bad husband while I was being a, a business owner. I, I was constantly on my phone. I would just, uh, just ignore her. Basically every time we were, like, I wasn't present every time I was, uh, with her, uh, the phone was the priority. The gym was the priority and, and, uh, you know, she, she was a strong woman to stick with me for so long. And finally she said, I'm fed up. And, you know, that changed everything for me. And the sad thing is, is when I talk to business owners that have seven figure businesses, I always ask the question kind of as a joke, but being serious is, is uh, they're like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, 3 million in business. And I'm like the same wife. And, uh, they they laugh and more times than not they say no not same wife somewhere around you know two three hundred thousand five hundred thousand um we divorced but it was so great because i got to really focus on my business um husband and ceo is about getting people over that little hump um to really change their mindset to build systems in their business so they can actually really focus on the relationships that matter mm -hmm. and still grow their business uh, without them. So I focus on a very small part, a, a very uh, specific transition in business. I don't claim to be the perfect guru of like, it doesn't matter where you're at in business or whatever. Like I'm for you. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm for the people that love their family and, and need, need help in business and, uh, that's what I'm working on now. I just finished up a webinar, have an amazing marketing girl that, uh, we're going to launch this, uh, you know, I think Monday we have our, our meeting. So, um, that's what I'm working on now. Awesome. So it's almost like, you know, 
while you're growing your business, you also need to be growing your personal relationships, specifically say your marriage and in, in, in your business model. Exactly. And there's a specific, uh, there's a specific measurable way to do that. And yeah. it's not a guess. It's not like, Oh, this is an accident or, uh, there, there's a way to do it that I wish I would have known when I had my gyms. Yeah. So can you, uh, give the listening audience and maybe the viewing audience on YouTube, uh, any, any like, like one, your one greatest piece of advice for them. You're Don't not broken. Stop being a bitch. What was that? You're not broken. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. <laughs> well, um, thank you very much, Tanner, for uh, being on the, on the, the call. And uh, I hope this, year is really awesome for a husband and CEO. If you guys are struggling in that area, just, uh, I'll put your contact information as well, how they can reach out to you in the, um, in the description as well. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, see you later. Thanks. And, uh, have a good day. Enjoy. Bye.